Hello, everybody, and welcome to Motorsport This Week. Or should I say, welcome back to Motorsport This Week. I am Jez, the host for today, joined once again by Lewis. And a welcome back to Alex, our good friend from his Wrexham Bender. How are you doing, Alex? Uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, we won't discuss what happened on that um, said Bender, but it was a, all we need to know is a good time. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Lewis? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Good, good. Yeah, we've had a fair few uh, racing motorsports, if you will, happened over the weekend. Uh, let's begin then with uh, the F1 and um, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Uh, obviously, Sergio Perez brought it home like he did in 2021. And uh, Max Verstappen completed a Red Bull 1-2 with Charles Leclerc on the podium. I'm going to put this out there. Was it the most boring race of the season so far? No. No? No, you're just saying that because Max didn't win. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay, Why, what happened in that race? What What even happened in that race? There, there was a safety car and there was, you know, oh, let's say a bad call of strategy for Max, but ultimately Checo won and Checo proved he was a better driver because... You know, he pulled out a three-second gap. Okay, okay, right. Uh, okay, let's let's go to Alex's point of view now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and look a little bit less biased. I think it's a bit harsh to say that Verstappen is strategic blunder when the safety car just come out. So, <laughs> a bit harsh that one, Lewis. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, to say it's a bit of a boring race, there's been a few of them this year, and I don't really know what they can do. I feel like they're. We had that brilliant title battle, didn't we, in 2021? And the new regulations, it, I mean, it was going to have it happens at the start of every regulation where you just get one team dominating. But I, I, the, the cars, they obviously they tried to stop the porpoise in, but it's just made it harder for teams to actually overtake. So nothing really happens in the race. Yeah, I mean, we, we were expecting so much because Baku's uh, such a chaotic track, usually, like expecting turn one incidents, left, right, and center. Maybe like a, a 2021 Lewis Hamilton with the brake magic could have been could have seen that coming, but it was sort of well processed. Really, they they didn't really mess about too much. I mean, the only moment to really talk about was Nick DeVries and uh, him crashing and having and going round the track with three wheels. I mean, there was just nothing noteworthy in that race, was there? No, but. Talking point, Nick DeVries, does he deserve an F1 seat or, you know, are they going to bin him off at the end of this season or, you know, what Red Bull and Alpha Tap, well, previously Toro Rosso lot to, to do is switch around drivers at the, you know, in mid-season. So do you reckon that's going to happen or not? Go on, Alex. I mean, it could, it could potentially, yeah. I think we discussed about Liam Lawson being a part of that Red Bull um, what's it called programs. So maybe if, if Nick degrees, like you said, Lewis, Red Bull are very strict on their drives if they're not performing, they will they're not hesitant to replace them. So, you know, if he doesn't start to improve, I'd imagine we will see something like that happen. Yeah, I'm I'm in the I'm in the same boat here. That I mean Nick DeVries, I think is only there as a as a as a one year like placeholder for someone like Liam Lawson or if someone else in F two like Ayumu Awasa has a has an absolute blinder. Enzo Fittipaldi, maybe, if they both have blinders this year, they could be in contention. But yeah, I don't think Nick DeVries' F1 stay will last very long. It's, I think he sort of cemented his legacy as a 
as a player, as, not a player, as a driver that's not quite the the top level driver, but he's okay in some in some aspects. But yeah, he's not. There there, there are questions to be asked about Nick DeVries. Right. Okay. Let's let's stay away a bit now from uh, Alpha Tower. Let's go, let's get back to the the front of the field with uh, with Red Bull and Sergio Perez. Is there a potential title charge coming from the Mexican? Alex? I'm backing it all the way. I'm backing it all the way. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. Is that is this just, is it just a Verstappen agenda? No, no, no. I I don't really like Checo, but um, you know, to see a bit of drama and to see a bit of you know competition heating up at you know the front of the pack will will be interesting all right Alex, I I, i'd like to see uh perez take it to verstappen but and the the king of the street circuits you know showing his worth again however i remember around this time last year obviously we didn't have the the podcast this time last year but i remember saying he was in a similar position last year he'd won the azerbaijan grand prix and similar questions were being asked can he win a world title and then uh he won at monaco didn't he last year is that yeah. right yeah, so then he won there, and then it just and then it was just max dominance there. So, fingers crossed that doesn't happen again. Because to be honest, again, it's just going to be pure domination from Red Bull, and just having that title fight at least between teammates it adds a bit of drama and a bit more entertainment uh, to F one. Definitely. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, the final member on that podium, Charles Leclerc for Ferrari. Maybe a bit of a surprise to see him on the podium. I see Alex has got the Ferrari T shirt on. A little bit happy with it. With I'm assuming you're very happy with the performance from oh, yeah, the back. boy wonder. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> Sounds like a prime member of football Twitter. You do, yeah. <laughs> Charles Leclerc uh, took pole on Friday and then put it on pole in the sprint shootout. Is it? Is this a sign of things to come for Ferrari? Maybe an upturn in pace and perhaps. I think as a as a you know part time Ferrari fan, I think it's just. Charles Leclerc is just a Tom Troll merchant because where was science? Uh, oh, I think he was P5. Yeah, P5. It, it just shows that, you know, Ferrari has that quality pace with Charles Leclerc being a Tom Troll merchant, but it it just has a, it just has an imbalance when it comes to race pace. Like it was, you know, third after, you know, a number of laps and uh, when DRS got activated you know Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez just it's like a rocket ship man <laughs> honestly that Red Bull yeah I, I agree what you're saying Lewis in terms of he's like a, that one lap pace from Charles Leclerc we've seen it down over the years I think he got when Ferrari was struggling he did get a couple of poles in a row uh, Monaco which he didn't obviously end up competing in that race and the week before he had the Azerbaijan one so over like one lap obviously Charles Leclerc is brilliant but I think the pace of the Red Bulls it was always going to happen I think Charles said after the race about how uh, it was always going to happen like no one can keep up with uh, the Red Bulls anyway so like that's the best that they could achieve so a good weekend for Ferrari certainly an improvement on what happened in Australia Definitely. and hopefully it's onwards and onwards from here fingers <laughs> crossed <laughs> <laughs> big fingers crossed uh, yeah. speaking of uh, the sprint shootout and Charles Leclerc taking pole for that new the, the new format of uh, sprint races the sprint shootout plus the sprint race on the Saturday um, personally, I'm not a massive fan of of this at all. Like, yeah. I would I would have much rather they kept the. I don't really want the sprint races in F1, but if they were going to keep it, I'd much rather have it the old format. I don't know if both of you agree with that, but I feel yeah, like 
I was kind of in the same boat until I spoke about it with my dad. And he said, imagine how awesome it must be to have a ticket to a sprint weekend. So you have qualifying on the Friday and then, well, free practice before qualifying on the Friday and then qualifying on the Saturday and then a race on the Saturday and then the race on the Sunday. Like, imagine how, you know, awesome that must be to have a ticket for. And I think, I think they're just doing it for the fans because although it's world championship points that like, gets applauded, I, I, I just don't see any point in it. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what you're trying to say, Lewis, in terms of it might be better for fans because you're seeing more race, you know, more racing than in terms of what you would in free practice. Obviously, I went to the uh, Spain Grand Prix last year. And even even though it was just practice, still just, I think, just being at the track anyway mate, is exciting. And, like, you know, taking that, like, I know it's only an hour, but, like, just taking that away from the fans, it's not great. But, obviously, you're still getting your money's worth because you will be getting that. Um, what that, How long is it the race? Usually it's about an hour long, isn't it? Or, yeah. The twenty-five percent, but in terms of like the points being awarded, I think Albon said after the race that it just seems a bit pointless because you got I think the top eight in the sprint race were the four best teams. Was it Aston, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull? And he was like, I don't know where Albon finished, but I think he had a good uh, sprint race, and he just didn't get anything out of it. So it seems a bit pointless for the teams lower down who have to somehow you know outperform what they've got to actually get anything from that um, from the sprint race. Definitely. Yeah, album album finished ninth in the in the sprint race, so he was just just outside the the points paying positions of eighth eighth place with Lance Stroll, who got one point. But yeah, as you said, it's it's not really it's not really necessary. Like obviously, from an entertainment point of view, it's brilliant. Like you get to see more races for what you bargain for you, when you buy a ticket. You see more racing action, and that's obviously what fans want to see. But then you've got like the purists of F one who like to see. The, the FP sessions, the ones that would like to see how the cars are actually performing in front of their eyes, like where they could potentially make setup changes. They can see from their own eye rather than relying on what someone like Ted Kravitz would say from the pit lane. Now, this is Ted Kravitz. I'm not discrediting Ted Kravitz's uh, wheel knowledge, if you will, but people seeing it from like from themselves rather than listening to someone on the telly, maybe it would change their perception. But that, that that's just me. Anyway. I still think it should be reverse grid for Saturday sprint. That would be, that would be good, yeah. It'd get it'd give the uh, you know lower budget teams a chance to you know score points and not bring themselves up a place in the championship because it, you got to think about it. It costs a tremendous amount to get a car ready for you know two two qualifying sessions and two races. Yeah, I was gonna say like. If there's no if there's no real implication for the sprint race like on the Sunday grid, so like how we had the last year, the sprint races set the grid for Sunday's race. It and it's just it is just points available. Why not do a reverse grid? See how how cars would perform in a reverse order. How would Max cope with a in the twenty five percent race, surging from twentieth place as he probably would be. After setting the pole time on in the sprint shootout, it would be an interesting spectacle. And then maybe you could see like people like Logan Sargent or or Kevin Magnuson take home a medal, a sprint race medal. Like it would be very cool to see. I mean, we we almost got that in Brazil last year when Magnuson put it on the pole on the Friday, but obviously 
that was a that was a big red herring. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it would. I I would like to see that sort of thing happen. A, a reverse grid. It would be very cool. All right, let's move on. There's one more thing that caught caught my eye in the in the uh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix, and that was uh, on the final lap. I don't know if you guys saw it. I think you must have seen it. The yeah. the, the pit lane incident with uh, Esteban Ocon and the the photographers. What a shambles that was, wasn't it? Definitely. Like the, yeah. you got it's you got it better. Yeah, yeah. It has. I don't know if you guys. Saw, I don't know if it was this season or last season because uh, Albon pitted in Australia, didn't he? Towards the end of the race, was it last year? He last year, yeah. On the hards, didn't he, for the whole race, and then swapped at the end. And they literally had media already. Like on the um, pit uh, pit exit, it's just it's bonkers to think because you know they're going about safety. They've obviously put the uh, restrictions in on teams standing on the fence, but how can you mess up some like so catastrophically? Because just think, if Ocon's five seconds down the you know further ahead than what he is, that could have been so much worse. And like I, I think the FIA, FIA needs to have a look at themselves in this situation because at the end, at the way it's going, someone's going to get hurt, and then there's no coming back from something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like obviously Perez was Perez was I think on the the penultimate like real corner of the of the race track. I think it was turn fifteen. He was like where he was getting ready to cross the line to to win the race. But Ocon had just got to the got to the pit lane because he's still a lap down. Like, like that's 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 bad awareness from the FIA and bad awareness from the photographers. Like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in the fast lane anyway when it comes to a an F1 race that should be reserved for the cars only and team personnel like hopping across the, from the barrier to to the garage like they have to be they have to be way more aware of the of their of their surroundings it's and i think i would like to hope the FIA would sort this out in time for this weekend well i mean you never know cuz this weekend it's the Miami Grand Prix as i've remembered i said it off air i i was a bit confused off air of what race it was I had an alex moment but yeah I mean Miami, it's the the paparazzi. It could it could maybe boil over again. Hopefully it doesn't, but we shall see. Right, let's move on to some other uh, racing series. F two. Did either of you boys watch F two this weekend? No, no. I did not. So. Oh, I was still on my bender from Wrexham on the Saturday, so I did not have a chance to watch much of it. <laughs> I can I can imagine you, Alex. I that, yours is yours is excusable. I can I can I can allow that, Lewis. Poor from you. Poor from you, Lewis. <laughs> Uh, I'll fool you in though you don't really need to know much it was just an Ollie, Ollie Behrman masterclass the voice went there a bit <clears throat> it was an Ollie Behrman masterclass he put it on pole on the Friday uh, I think I think he won the sprint race as well coming from 8th on the grid and then he won the feature race a clean sweep from Ollie Behrman it was just brilliant I think uh, also in the uh, sprint race there was a major moment on the on a safety car restart, I don't know if you guys have seen it, where Dennis Hauger was leading going into turn one and he's crashed into the barrier. Victor Martins has also gone off into the barrier. <laughs> Jan, Jan Deruvela, with nowhere to go, squeezed either to the barrier and the car on the other side, drives un, like into Victor Martins and goes underneath him. So Victor Martins gets like, propped up in the air and Deruvela's car is right underneath him. It's quite a scary moment, that. But I mean, thank goodness for the halo. Again, we're talking about safety in F one. Of one one instance where safety was not not taken account of, but this time, the halo doing its job saved a life there. I mean, it was a 
pretty scary moment. But yeah, that's that's classic F two really. Am I right in thinking that we've had four different winners for the four rounds of F two, or am I wrong? I I think you're right. Yeah, I will I will double check that. But that, we've had that that could that could shape up to be an interesting interesting championship. How many how yeah. many rounds have we got left? Uh, this was the fourth round, I think. So there's there's twelve rounds, so I think eight more left then in that case. Ooh. I will I will double I will double check this just to make sure. But yeah, F two it's 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 always it's always a great mo racing series to watch. Like Definitely. no matter no matter how terrible it is at times, like it was last year where it was just Felipe Djokovic domination. I mean, this year it's looking well. So yeah, so in Bahrain, poor chair won. Uh, then in Saudi Arabia, it was uh, Frederick Vesti that won for Prima. Then in Melbourne, it was Ayumu Awasa. And now Oli Behrman did the clean sweep in Baku, just like Yuri Vips did a, a few years ago, if you remember. <laughs> My bad. It's, it's 14. It's 14 rounds, not 12. So still another 10 to go. But yeah, it's going to be a very good season, I think. It will be. It'll be good to watch. The next race is at Imola and then F2 cars around Monaco. That will be a spectacle and a half. All right, then. Another another racing series. I don't know if you have heard of this one, boys. Uh, the F1 Academy. Any any bells rung? I've, I've seen it. I've seen it advertised a lot on uh, F1's Instagram. Yeah, okay. So F1 Academy is the, the brand new women's uh, racing series that they've brought in to replace the W series in effect and uh, it started this weekend at um, Spielberg in Austria but the only problem is no one could watch it because yeah it, I can see the puzzled look on your face Lewis the, the, the Formula 1 broadcasting team didn't show a live broadcast of the, of the F1 Academy for whatever reason they had a comment. They had a commentator. They had cameras. They released the highlights on YouTube about three days after the race had the three races had happened, but they didn't show the live racing or the qualifying or anything. It was just live timings on online plus some graphics. I mean, I'm not sure how much either of you care about this. But should should F1 really be doing more to promote the women's sport? Yeah, definitely. I think you know every sport's getting the equality. I've seen in football record attendances attending football. So I think it was at Arsenal v Wolfsburg the other day. I think it was the highest attendance ever recorded for a women's game in in England or the UK. So I think the coverage of like women's sport is becoming more and more. So like I feel like motorsport needs to have that. Or even I know F1's the main one, and that's what even like for a women woman driver. Sorry, their main goal is to obviously end up in Formula One one day, and I feel like that is coming closer. But the fact that they're not getting the coverage, and then uh, we obviously the interviews that we've had with uh, Ryan and Joseph in the last couple of weeks, the funding's been a big issue and is an issue that was brought up in both interviews. So if they're not being given that opportunity to be shown on telly, then where are they going to get that opportunity to actually get funding and sponsorship from? Exactly. I mean. It's we're looking at some very talented drivers as well in that in the F1 Academy. You look at the a couple of race winners, Marta Garcia. She won a, she won two out of the three races, I believe, in uh, Spielberg. She is a very talented driver. And then you've got the likes of 
Abby Pulling, who's been coached by Alice Powell, one of the one of the better women's drivers of the generation. These people need some sort of coverage to get the funding, like you said, to make to make it to their oh their overall dream of becoming F one drivers. And by not having a, not having anywhere to watch the race is just baffling to me because the W series we could watch it on Sky in the UK, couldn't we? Or it was on Channel mm-hmm. Four if. Uh, we could watch on uh, free to air, but there's absolutely nowhere to watch the F1 Academy, and it is—it's quite sad, especially for a sport that wants to promote equality and and many things like environmental issues. Surely, surely the women's the women's game, if you will, should also be up there in priority. Maybe we could go out there and cover it. <laughs> Just an idea. Was- Just an idea. Imagine that empty MTW sponsoring the F1 Academy. Imagine that. <laughs> I don't know where we'd get the money to sponsor it from, but if anyone's from the F1 Academy is watching, you know, you know where to find us. <laughs> links in, links in, links are down in the description and in uh, in our Instagram bios. Hit us up. <laughs> All right then. We'll we'll step away from uh, the four wheeled action for now. We'll go to the two wheeled action. MotoGP, Lewis, our resident MotoGP man. I think I think, I think that was the best race of the season so far. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, sprint qualifying is always is always really good to watch. And both KTM's, I think, uh, put it on pole and second position. But obviously, like dra- well, lots of drama in the race. You know, uh, Miguel Oliveira and Fabio Quartararo crashed at, I think uh, on the first lap, and that brought out the red flag, causing a restart. And then, you know, both KTM's got off the lawn again. And then, you know, Paco Peco Banyoya, you know, he obviously won the race, but that Ducati is too powerful. Like. I don't know if any of you watched it, but he was just picking off people left, right, and centre. And uh, obviously, he won. But um, Fabio Quattararo got, you know, I think that was a bit lazy from whoever officiates MotoGP, because if you if you actually look at it, he had nowhere to go, and he was sandwiched between uh, the two drivers, but uh, well, the two riders. But um, yeah, I think that was a bit of a lazy penalty, and it prevented us from seeing some good racing on the final lap because Brad Binder, the person who was, you know, fighting for the lead of the race, backed off from a couple of moves because he was he was so afraid of not getting a penalty. But it, overall, it was a good race and good, you know, last lap action, you know, down to the final corner. Where's the next MotoGP race, just out of interest? I don't know. <laughs> I was is Quattararo it... still struggling in MotoGP? He didn't have a great start to the season. How is he doing now? Because I don't follow follow it as closely as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a long lap penalty, which uh, yeah. basically you have to go off in a runoff area of the track and take the long way around, which will you know put you at the back of the field. But um, I think I believe he finished. 10th but uh obviously he ruined Miguel Oliveira's race a little bit but you know he was 
sandwiched between two bollocks so he couldn't really do anything. Yeah, I was just having a look uh, on my on my other monitor here. The next MotoGP race is in France, and it's on the fourteenth of May. Uh, on on the Sunday, it's a three PM start. No, it's a one PM start for us in the UK. Might might give that a might give that a a watch if I can, because uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there may be circumstances that might prevent that. But yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, back to four wheeled action, uh, IndyCar. Now, Alex, I know you. I know you said to me you you had it on. Uh, in yeah, the background. I did. Did you, did you did you manage to catch uh, much of the race? Well, all I know, obviously, as I mentioned off camera, that I know Grosjean did finish second, and he he was looking good. He did. He started on pole, didn't he, as well? So yeah. I was I was more watching it from the interest of uh, hoping Roman Grosjean did well. To be quite honest with you, so when he did lose the lead, I can't, it wasn't long to go in the race, was it either? Mm. Yeah, it wasn't so when, long to go. So when he did lose that lead, I was a bit uh, <laughs> a bit gutted because I did want, want to see Roman Grosjean do well because it is always nice to see drivers that you've watched growing up doing well in other series. Yeah, it is. It is. It would have been a really a, like a feel good moment if uh, Roman Grosjean could hook it up from pole to bring it home for his first win in IndyCar. He's had a couple of podiums, a couple of close uh, chances of winning, but overall, it just wasn't meant to be. Scott McLaughlin uh, and the Thirsty Threes, as he calls his team, car number three for the Team Penske team, came home for uh, yet another victory. In his short IndyCar career, it's a. It's a, it, last year was only his first full season in IndyCar. This year is sec, starting his second full season, and he is one of one of the best drivers on the grid, definitely. And he he won it starting fourth on the grid, probably not where he wanted to be after the the fast six the day before. Alex Palou second on the grid, the 2021 champion, and I'm sure all, both of you know Pato Award in the Arrow McLaren, yeah. One of the one of the best talents that IndyCar has to offer. Started third on the grid, but only ended up fourth because Will Power from eleventh on the grid, thanks to a bit of fortune with the strategy, managed to hook it up and put it in P three at the end of the day. And uh, the the twenty twenty two defending champion of IndyCar as well had a pretty good afternoon elsewhere for former F one drivers. Marcus Ericsson didn't really have too much of it. At it, it was tenth place for for Marcus Ericsson, just kind of there. Started thirteenth though, which is fair enough to him. He pulled it back, and yeah, he still leads. He still leads the championship standings. And the next race, if uh, my memory is correct, is the GMR Grand Prix, which is uh, the Grand Prix inside Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but it's the road course inside the inside the the oval so it will be a be a good race i think colton herter won it last year and then it sets up it's the prequel to the big indianapolis 500 which i will hope that all of you will be watching when it comes to the time 28th definitely i'll i'll give that a watch yeah it's 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 an absolute spectacle uh the indy 500 all right anyway uh nascar did anyone watch nascar no, Alex, Alex, our NASCAR expert. I am down. resident expert. Didn't watch it this weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> so I can't comment too much. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's understandable. Obviously, Rex, Rex and priorities come first. It's understandable. I didn't watch it either, but I've got down here that uh, 
Martin Truex Jr. won the, the Worth 400 in the Xfinity Series at the Dover Motor Speedway. Uh, Rory Chastain finished second in that race. But uh, that's all I have from, from, from NASCAR. I don't know when the next race is. Well, maybe I'll give it a watch. I don't know. <laughs> but, I like pit stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> it will be it's the a, pit stuff for NASCAR. <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit out of my league. This one, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I, I like. It. I mean, I, I like American sports, but like, I, I'll focus more on IndyCar than NASCAR. All right. Anyway, that's that's enough waffling from me. Just before we wrap up this pod, Miami this weekend. Are we expecting anything different than a Red Bull one two? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> didn't think so. Are we are we gonna have any surprise at Miami, do you reckon? Uh Leclerc back on the podium again is what I'm going for. Is that, is that wishful thinking? Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Do you remember in Coast was it 2017 when the other drivers walk out before the race? Mm-hmm. Was yeah, that yeah. One? Yeah, I think they're doing something similar like that again. So it's the uh, American influence coming into F1 a little bit more this weekend. Not that that's I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just letting letting people know <laughs> that that's what's coming. Uh, brilliant we saw last year didn't we? they had the uh, team principals do a was it a trap parade as well so yeah. yeah so the drive to survive influence really coming into F1 especially this weekend as well yeah Lewis what's your what's your big surprise for the, for uh, the Miami Nick DeVries will somehow find a way to bin it Nick DeVries the new Mazepin of the grid <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a bit harsh but yeah. <laughs> Nick, he's, he's Mazepin without the war crimes. We'll call him yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Now we run a podcast now. Remember, lads, we're meant to be in a party. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll cut that out, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, composure. My, <laughs> my, uh, my um, shock of the weekend, maybe uh, George Russell could maybe split the, uh, split the Red Bulls. Maybe as much as I do not want that to happen, I think George Russell's in in the best position to to challenge the Red Bulls out and in the Mercedes camp at least to potentially split them. I mean, he, we, we've seen his pace already this season. He's come together with Verstappen already in the sprint <laughs> race. Didn't really didn't really talk about that during this uh, this podcast, but obviously that happened. They could come to blows again, and I think from the neutral point of view, it'd be brilliant. Obviously, from my personal Max point of view, I would hate for that to happen, but it would be quite the racing spectacle. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully the, the Miami Grand Prix will live up to it. Hopefully it's a, it's a good one. But uh, yeah, that will do it for Motorsport this week. Uh, have you got, have you boys got anything else to say? No. <laughs> um, just a Leclerc win, Ferrari one too. That's what I'm going to end it on. No reason, <laughs> just hope. <laughs> And on that bombshell, we'll uh, we'll enjoy enjoy the the racing this weekend, and we'll see you next week for another pod, maybe from oh, a boy. different location. <laughs> see ya.